The following is a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. Get ready, Baltimore. It's time for some super slams and beatdowns. The cheap shots and the clean finishes. Watch out for the chair. Oh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> this is Top of the Road. Your Monday night wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, here's the enforcer. Baltimore's own Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome to Top of the Rope. This is my last show before one of the biggest weeks wrestling has ever had. So, I gotta bring in help from another part of the planet. We're going across the pond. I have Fal from the UK with me. Fal, what's going on, man? What up, Gil? How you doing? I'm Crazy good. Crazy evening, right? Yeah. No, hey, man, it's... uh. I I have to say, it, it's it's nice to be back in a place where there are not expectations for Monday Night Raw, but it's in a positive light. It's we're looking at we have no idea what's going to happen, but we're curious and we'll react accordingly, as opposed to what it was about ten weeks ago for about a five month period, which was this is probably not going to be great. I hope they surprise me. And now it's a completely different, it's a different game as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, it's, uh, it's expect, it's going in with no expectations. You can only be impressed. And like, we've been at a point where a lot of times you go into the shows and you're a bit like, nah, I could just watch the clips on YouTube tomorrow. <laughs> yep, that's that's true. So before I get into what's going to become a monthly thing here, which is called Across the Pond, because who knows better than what's happening in Britain than, than an actual British guy. So I uh, I have to ask about this, because on, on last week's NXT UK, we saw Sid Scala and Cassius Ono in a British rounds match, which was a really cool concept to me. I like to see a lot more of it. I'm curious if this is going to be maybe somewhat attached to Cassius Ono since he won it. Spoiler alert. But it, it's uh, I'm just curious. I mean, is is this at all a part of whether it's the British Indies or or is this normally a part of things or is this a full on revival over the past however long it's been? Well, the only like real true British um, rules match I can remember is the uh, Duchess of Queensbury rules match uh, from William Regal and Chris Jericho <laughs> from a few years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, j- good old Judgment Day 01. I like it. I like the pull. Yeah. And I, well, you know, it was great as well. He had like he had loyalty there at ringside, the Duchess of Queensbury. <laughs> so, you know, I thought that that was very British. Um yeah, like these kind of matches, these round style matches. Um, I was like, just before this show, I've been like delving into the archives, like British wrestling, because um, I remember bits and pieces when I was a bit younger. But um, I think that it's it's a really interesting concept, and like the round system could really work. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that it would be really nice to have it attached to Cassius Ono and make him kind of go around and make 
a Brit beat him in the end for it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the only other thing that I thought of is with the expansion of NXT sort of in an overall concept, given that, you know, Walter and Imperium showed up on NXT on USA and they're, I, I, I don't think that's going to be permanent, but it was a nice little throw in and you're going to, I'm sure you're going to see it every once in a while. They'll, they'll fly people back and forth. But it's, to me, the only thing other than attaching it to Ono is it would be great for young talent that you don't see often. It, it could kind of, in a way, become WWE's version of New Japan's Young Lions, where they don't really wrestle with all, they don't really break the regular technical, and you just see them go six rounds or three minutes apiece. Most of them will end in draws, but it'll give you a reason to see them. It'll, I mean, that, that would be a cool idea for a tournament over in through NXT UK just find you know find 16 guys from from Britain kind of like they did when they originally were starting the brand up and have them do rounds matches and just have them not really go into moves that are all that crazy now the hard sell with that is that if they won't go that crazy but I just think uh, I I think the British fan base will appreciate it which would be the big reason but also I, I, I think you could get over enough over here where you could do something like that I think it's different and like different stuff at the moment is really eye catching. I mean, they talk about stuff in social media. WWE have a billion social media followers. That's crazy. Um, they talk about the thumb stopper and that's a thumb stopper. If you're just going through like wrestling and a lot of it is quite homogenous and you know, it's all the same and you're like, well, that, that stands out to me. I'd like to maybe see that like very similar to how the, um, the TNA impact ring, back in the original days, that six-sided ring, it just stopped you for a second, and you're like, I kind of want to see what this is about. I might not necessarily enjoy it, but I'll definitely give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I would totally agree. Like, a really cool uh, tournament. I'm all about tournaments. And something like that, um, maybe even an like a King of the Ring, which happens throughout all the NXT shows. So you've got this tournament and you've got tournament matches just like just littered around NXT UK, NXT, maybe even two or five live for a few of those guys in there. Yeah. Could be sure. quite cool. Yeah, no, I hear you. So my first question is whether it's NXT UK or any British promotion, whether it's Progress or Rev Pro, any of the you know, hundreds that are out there, who do you think is the best British born wrestler right now? Well, I'm kind of biased. Okay. Um, I'm from Birmingham. Oh, yeah. well, then and I know e- a big, uh, I know exactly where you're going then. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm going to go for Pete Dunne, my man Pete Dunne. Like, he is just so Birmingham. Like, when he speaks, that's how, like, um, I think it's similar to, like, uh, like a proper Southern drawl. Like, he's got that thing where he sounds like he's properly from Birmingham. Like, and it, it's that relatability. Um, and... He's like he trained not too like not too far down the road from where I am right here, and I think that he encapsulates a lot of the best of what the U.S. can bring. That showmanship, the whole bruiserweight gimmick is it's really American, but with like a bit of a U.K. British twist on it, and I think it travels well. Like I was really concerned for Mustache Mountain when they came over to the U.S. 
because I was thinking that um, I was thinking eh, it's a bit gimmicky, it might not really get over. But Pete Dunne is just a monster, and you know he's believable. And they've built him up to the point where now I think that within the WWE feeder system, definitely Pete Dunne, hundred um, percent. Outside of that, um, there's like a whole heap of wrestlers that um, we could put there. Um, I was I've been watching quite a lot of different UK promotions, and I recently saw some stuff from Rip Tolled, and their overall presentation is so different. It's cinematic. Um, of the other wrestlers from Britain that I put in there, Puck. I put Pac as one of the best wrestlers on the planet, if not just a British wrestler. Um, but it's hard to pin anyone down because it's almost like we're in a period of transition within the British um, the British wrestling scene where you can see that there's all these people that have been cherry-picked by AEW. Um, loads and loads of people like, some like Jimmy Havoc, straight yeah. over to AEW. Uh, and you look at all of these people that have just been plucked out, and I had this concern about a year ago that the scene was being bought and it wouldn't replenish itself. But we've got to see people like Chuck Mambo who have risen and you know taken those top spots. Karen Wong um, is an amazing gimmick. It's it's part theatrical, part um, part wrestling, but also part performance art, and it's just so different that you kind of stop for a second again and look and I can't believe that. Um, Viper, uh, who's coming to NXT UK, she's quite amazing as well. Um, there's there's just a whole heap of talent that's waiting to kind of take over. And I see stuff like Progress, um, like Flashball and Webster, all those people now that I would say are the British scene are NXT UK and AEW now. So there's so many. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely say Park or Pete Dunne. Ah, all right. Okay. I hear you. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, as as far as, as Pete goes, I mean, he was, you know, NXT UK champion for 700 days, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the NXT championship over here, and then I'm not going to be surprised at all a couple years down the road when he's holding one of the main titles in WWE. I'm not. I'm not going to be. None of that would surprise me. Uh, I'll, I, no, I'll say this as a wrestling fan. I'll be just as surprised when he wins it, <laughs> but it won't shock me. I mean, we, we all see it coming that he's probably world championship material, especially because I, I keep looking forward to 2020 with Vince McMahon giving the XFL another shot. And I now if anybody thinks that if anybody thinks he can handle the XFL and the WWE at the same time, it's Vince McMahon. I just don't think that's entirely possible. So a lot more decisions will probably fall on Triple H and Steph for whoever. And because of that, you'll start to see champions you didn't really see all that much of. Uh, or I guess I should say types of champions that you didn't really see all that much of. So that's why I think, you know, because what's it, what's it everybody says about Pete? Pete has an accent, so there's no way he's going to win. No, I don't think that's true at all, uh, even with Vince in charge. I think if you're good enough, he'll put the title on you. But I also think there's a little bit more of a reason to draw out the process of somebody winning a championship. It's not just, hey, let's put it on him because he's hot right now. Now, I'm, I also might have to eat my words on that because of what they might be doing with the fiend <laughs> against Seth. Rollins. They might just put that thing on him because 
it's really a can't miss prospect if they do it. But I, I, I don't know. I think um, it's it's it takes a lot more of a balance now. You have to know how to build it up, but also you don't want to make people wait too long because of how the fan base is, and now they have a voice that everyone can see. So uh, I'm I'm curious. Do you, do you think the the draw out is becoming more important, or are we still in a somewhat hot potato title type environment? I think, again, you're absolutely right about the build. Um, I think the problem that's happened throughout the whole of these past few years are that you're right, someone's hot for that exact moment. They're like, give them the strap, throw them into the lion's den. And after three or four weeks, people are a bit bored of them. People are like, (laughs) yeah, they didn't deserve it. They start going up against wrestlers who, in the fans' minds, deserve it more. Um, Vince is probably the most fickle wrestling fan in the whole on the whole planet anyway. <laughs> yep. So one week he's like, you are the best thing ever. And next week he's like, who are you? Are you a meat <laughs> rat? Like, it just, I, I don't, I don't get it with like the way that he flip flops. But I think again, as you said, with some of those, those, um, so things being delegated down, so those things being delegated down to a Triple H, delegated down to a Shawn Michaels, um, it could work because you can see them having that long-term booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoops. No, I I agree. I agree a hundred percent. So I uh, and the, there's there's someone that like like a build for example that's been happening on Twitter and something that I wanted to talk about, which is the John Cena thing. Yes. So a lot of people have been followed by John Cena on Twitter. I um I had a DM from someone and they were like they hadn't spoke to me for a while and they kind of DM me and said I got followed by John Cena this was like a month ago and I was like damn why did that kid get followed by John Cena something's like something's up and he um he messaged me and then since that point I then got followed and everyone's getting followed and it's great it's a great thing Cena's a great guy but I remember in that exact moment thinking. Session Moth Martina hadn't been followed and she made this big deal about it and it was built and it was built and it was built and it was built to the point where the fans were clamoring for John Cena to press a button on his phone. (laughs) That was one of the best built storylines on Twitter for a long time. It was fantastic. And then when Session Moth Martina got signed by ROH, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like, this is absolutely... And that's what the value of a true build can truly do. If she was just another one of the people that got followed, if that was all like wrapped up really quickly, we wouldn't have enjoyed the roller coaster. And I think that as fans, sometimes um, we need that instant gratification. But when it's drawn out, when it gets to the point where you get that swathe of emotion, you you really do appreciate it. And the amount of times that you know you just think to yourself, "I wish they didn't." Do, you know what? Let's see what happens next week. Now, with what's been going on with Raw recently and SmackDown and all those kinds of shows, I think that we get to see that happen the next week and we get to see progression. We get our Roman Reigns attacks, yeah, mm-hmm. but then we also get really, really well-built storylines like the Sasha Banks storyline. And I think that we're starting to reap the rewards of Vince taking his hands off the reins, who totally intended, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting to see a wider picture. You're getting to see new voices. I mean, one thing that I shocked the hell out of me was that Kofi Kingston retained. It, <laughs> it purely, it, it 
shocked me because I remember thinking in my mind, I thought like Vince. I thought like Vince. I was like, yeah, but in Vince's mind, he would want Kofi to be on Fox. He'd want Randy Orton to be on. And I didn't think, wait a second, there's someone else there in the background that's actually making maybe a long-term booking decision. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that we're missing. So Kofi being champion for all this time is great. Talking about the theme, very quick tangent, wouldn't it be great for the theme to win the championship for Halloween? <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, I, I, I think that might be in that might be in their uh, in their best interest to have uh, the title on him for that at least. So, given that their October pay per view is in the first week of October, in a somewhat weird indirect shout out to Vengeance two thousand one. Because I, I know you remember that. You remember Vengeance 2001 when it was on December 9th. And all of us yeah. as wrestling fans are going, wait a minute. No, you don't do this the first weekend of the month. You do this the third or the last weekend of the month. Why are we doing this on the 9th? So I, uh, but they, they want to jump in on, uh, I understand though, the, the sixth date, because they want to jump in on just a week of wrestling that's going to be absolutely ridiculous and you gotta get as much in as you possibly can because this next week uh, i mean the the next week is just going to be insane so i uh i i understand the the, the sixth date on that one i do so yeah it's uh it's going to be fun yeah. to see all this unfold I, I i can't wait like i'm so excited as a wrestling fan for the next for the next year or so, I'm really excited. I'm excited to have people come to me and start to say, you know this guy, Jericho? He's on, like, over here in the UK. We haven't been fully announced yet, but potentially AEW is going to be on ITV4, which is like a normal TV channel over here, like a basic cable channel, mm -hmm. and like free to view. And people are going to start coming to me and saying, hey, I saw Chris Jericho on TV the other night. What, why is this? <laughs> and just having that, Having that feeling again, a feeling where wrestling means something again, it's being taken seriously. I mean, obviously, Maury Povich is happening, and a lot of people are laughing at that. But no, that's actually a really serious big deal. When yeah. you think about it long term, you're like, damn, if Maury's happy. Because <laughs> Jerry's always happy to do stuff, yeah. Like, I totally understand. J J Jerry needs it. But Maury, that's a little bit of a different conversation to be having there. That's, yeah. That's work that's going on in the background. That's a lot of work that's going on in the background. Um, and I'm really excited to see the WWS Attitude Era now with a little bit of a PG flavor to it. It's going to be really weird. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't think we'll ever have seen anything like it before. And I'm just excited for it. Um, the next few weeks, such cool things happening. Such cool things happening. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for coming on, my friend. Thank you for talking British wrestling with me. It's always fun. Uh, I look forward to talking to you next month. Dude, have yourself a great evening. All right. See you around. Later, man. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Foul Original, who was there. So the best British wrestler right now is Pete Dunn, which should not surprise any of us in any way, shape or form at all. <laughs> he's, he, he's a right now. He might be in the top 15 conversation on the planet right now. He very well might be. Now that's not all I got this evening. 
I got to talk about the things Kenny Omega has said recently about NXT, his attempt at an, apolish, uh, as an, ap- at an apology on being the elite. I'm going to tell you guys how I think the overall changing of entertainment is going to open a huge door for pro wrestling. I'm going to preview Monday Night Raw. Also, I'm going to make picks for Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor, which is on Friday, September 27th. But make sure you check out Pro and Belts for me. Use our promo code TBT15OFF to get 15% off of your next purchase at ProAmBelts.com. They did a custom belt for our network that looks absolutely incredible. It is, as Mike and Tony on Champions Advantage say, 10 pounds of gold. It's fantastic. That's ProAmBelts.com, and the promo code is TBT15OFF. Also, check out Manscaped. It is male grooming products. That's about as detailed as I can get. I can't go any further. Check out Manscaped. We're lucky enough to have them as giving us some help with our network here. So give Manscaped a check online, manscaped.com. So when I come back, I have previews of plenty and picks for a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Stick around. It's going to be fun. On the outer loop, traffic is cleared up by quite a bit, running fairly smoothly from 70 and around Arbutus. Heading south on 95, above Baltimore, though, stop and go from Joppa all the way to White Marsh. There are major delays moving north on 29 through Ellicott City, as well as westbound on 100 as it crosses 295. With your traffic, I'm Nathan Scott on CBS Sports Radio 1300. My name is Stacy. I'm 52 years old. I live in Key Largo, Florida, and I am a professional makeup artist. I was a pack-a-day smoker for 33 years. Your hands are literally on people's faces, right up under their nose, and your face is right in their face. You could see the look in their eye, like they recognize the smell on you, and you just die a little inside because you knew you offended someone. You can wash your hands a hundred times and you're still gonna smell the cigarette smell. Even though I know who I am and I love who I am and I'm very confident, I really took a hit from people's reactions to the fact that I was a smoker. Since I switched to Juul, when I'm doing makeup on someone, I don't even think twice about it. It's something, it's like a weight lifted off of you. Stacy made the switch in 2016. To make the switch, visit juul.com. Jewel Labs compensated this individual for their time and expenses in providing this testimonial. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Bring a chicken bucket, and they'll taste the air of envy. Bring a deli platter, and they'll whisper your name across the lot. Bring a freshly baked ring of hoagie sandwiches, and they'll build the stadium around your tent. Talented tailgaters know how to spend less time pregame prepping and more time celebrating the season. Head to Wise Markets for everyone's favorite celebratory party platters. Fruit trays, barbecue sets, wing platters, and more. Eat better. Spend less. That's Wise. Every Monday night from 6 to 7, it's the top of the rope wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, once again, here's the enforcer, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome back to Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio. If you want to jump in on this, give me a shout, 410-481-1300. We have a regular with us. Wes, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good. I just spent 20 minutes talking British wrestling with somebody from Birmingham. It was fun. Yeah. I just I heard, and I don't follow British wrestling at all, but I do know about Pete Dunne, and he is a man. <laughs> yes, he is. So, mine is Walter, because Walter is going to stay, too. So, yeah. that match they had, what, a year ago? I want to say, I don't know if it was a year ago now, 
<laughs> for the NXT belt was still crazy. I still remember, you know, remember watching it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if he was going to talk about NXT, so I was like, all right, let me just call in. Yeah. And no, that was which- that was on my docket to talk about NXT and its debut on USA and how I think they did incredibly well for themselves. Yeah. Was uh, it, it was it was enough of a shakeup for the TV debut, right. but it didn't get away from what they've been doing the whole time. I was going to say, they did a good show minus the whole, was it a Cameron Grimes squash match? <laughs> yeah, that was, like, that was interesting. Doing? Well, I, I, I think that might have been to show the point of there are going to be moments on this show where we have quote unquote established talent take right. on non-established talent because there is still supposed to be that hint of developmental. But I don't consider it developmental. I agree with what Johnny Gargano said. He said it it is a lateral move to stay in NXT. And especially now that they have a network TV deal. Yeah, there's yeah. And and now they're probably going to be able to make main roster money on NXT. So they're going to be able to stay there. And I think that's a good call. See, I was talking to some friends of mine and they were like, well, Johnny wasn't on a show and X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, Okay, you can't give everything right away. You know, you don't want to give everything, especially when the second hour was still on 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 a network. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, you, you can't. You know, you still want to see Gargano, you still want to see Ciampa, you still want to see everybody. You had the dream, even mm-hmm. though he lost. But I'm sad that he lost. But I'm glad that the era got all the belts. Like, I want to see what they do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I have to. I'm. I'm. I'm with you because I'm such a dream fan. I was hoping that he didn't. That he that he found a way to get a win. However, uh, they have the draped in gold philosophy, yeah. which I think they want to debut for the first full two hour show because this week on Wednesday it is another one hour in, one right, hour out right, because right. of the because of the suits uh, series finale, right. but. Then next week, they're on the full two hours, which, of course, coincides with AEW's first full two hours. And I think I'm just going to have to uh, record AEW. Cause, <laughs> I mean, I, I like Cody. Yeah. And I like Mr. Uh, Peyton Royce, Sean Spears, and, <laughs> and and Jericho, even though he's gotten a little thicker around the waist since the last time I've seen him. <laughs> but um, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give him like a month. Like I did uh, Impact Wrestling, mm-hmm. and then you know just kind of see where it goes. Yeah, no, I'm 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 gonna have a similar I'm gonna have a similar outlook on that. So I gotta I gotta see what they do, but I, I want to see how far they go because I've heard I've read rumors as far as AEW will make sure that their commercial breaks match up with wow. NXT just so you can't <laughs> flip back and forth. Like you gotta wow. make a decision. So now I don't, I don't know if they have control over that either. I don't know. You know, rumors are rumors. So uh, I'm, I am curious how it's going to go. But the thing is the first episode of AEW, I I'm wondering they'll probably have, it's going to be a bit more grandiose than all of the other episodes right, they're right, going right. to do because it's their first one. And that makes sense. Right. The interesting thing about it is if they do that, then it'll feel just like all of their pay-per-view shows did. And that's not a bad thing. But then the next week on October 9th, when it's just a regular show, I don't really think the hardcore the hardcore fans won't change because they're hardcore fans. No. But I think a decent percentage of people who watch it might go, well, this isn't as big and flashy as the first one. Right. So, now they're, uh, going, they're going for two hours, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I kind of wanted to see an hour wrestling show. Like, give me, hit all the big points, 
Or maybe 90 minutes. I don't know how 90 minutes will work, but... Mm. I don't know. Just, just, yeah, just hit it. So I'm not going to hold you because I know you have a lot to do. What about, I want a suggestion, what about a, I don't know what kind of participation, a watch party for the first episode of SmackDown or the second one for the draft? I figure I'd throw hey, it out there. A, a, a watch party? Uh, turnbuckle topics watch party. <laughs> you see, we, we would love to do it, but here's the thing. I live here in Baltimore. Yes. Three members of the network live in Pennsylvania, but our last member is actually from out west in California. So whenever we want to do some event, we can't. We can't bring him out here because he's from the other side of the country. And he if we, FaceTime. he can FaceTime. No. So, <laughs> so I mean, we 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 always we don't want to leave the the bearded wrestling podcast out right, if we can right, help right, it. So right. it's uh, I, I mean, we we are going to do shows that are mock. There, there's going to be one big mock draft show. Okay, that okay. is coming. So we we are going to jump on that. But yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. I will float the idea. I'll, yeah, I'll certainly and, and do that. I'll tell them oh. what I said. Call the wrestling girls and you know wrestling women. I don't know what the title is, and see if they yes. can come through. And I mean, you just have a big party on a Friday night. That's uh, all right, I got you, man. I got so you. I'm just going to sit back and relax and listen to everything you got to say. And uh, and shout out to the to the Reverend. I ain't heard him from you know from him in a while. So all right, I got you. All right, take it easy. All right, Wes. Well, uh, right on cue, Reverend Keith. What's happening? Yes. Sir. How you doing? And, and thank you, Wes. Uh, <laughs> it's good to be back. I know I missed a couple of Mondays, but uh, I'm glad to be back here tonight. And, and I agree with Wes uh, in his synopsis of this AEW versus NXT uh, situation. And it's good, Gil, to say that we finally have competition in wrestling. Yeah, well, I mean, I I think AEW expected WWE to push back in some fashion but i don't think they realized i mean vince has somebody who's been effectively making statements saying if they can overtake them they will and if you say that about vince mcmahon's company he's not going to spare expense to make sure he wins and he's he's number one for a reason and i think he's going to continue to show that and the best way to show that is to do a great combination of giving your fans what they want, of keeping your fans surprised, and quite frankly, not pulling the curtain back that far. I, I think that's going to be the biggest negative for AEW. I think after about eight weeks on network television, with that combined with being the elite and everything they do on social media, I think the fact that they pull the curtain back so far on the industry is actually going to hurt them. Right, with the storyline. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I, I can see that. I can see that because, mm-hmm. you know, at some point you, you got to keep kayfabe in there, you know. Yes, be, be Lacey Evans and don't break it <laughs> ever. That was such a ridiculous story, man. Stayed in character for an entire traffic stop. Yes. Interesting. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, she, she's good. She's good at what she does. She really is. She plays that role to, to the T. Yes. Yes, she does. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that NXT delivered in space. I thought that was a very good uh, two-hour combined broadcast between USA and the network. I, I, I thought it was well-booked. Um, uh, and it was just good. It was good that they got everybody in the mix. You know, some people who you hadn't seen on TV in a while uh, got some TV time, even if it was on a network version of it. And I thought it was well-produced. 
Yeah, no, I, I think they, I think they knocked it out of the park. I think it was the, the little Triple H monologue at the beginning was it was just enough extra to show that this was an important night. But yeah, it, it was because for for your hardcore fans like like you and I, we know hey they're going to do a little extra because it's the first night on USA, and then they're going to go back to business as usual. We're, we're all aware of that, and I think that's the leg up the WWE has is they're eventually yeah. just going to go back to business as usual. If AEW really wants to be for the hardcore fan on network television, there are going to be some things that just will not translate. They just won't, the average person that's flipping channels that finds it and says, hey, I didn't know TNT had wrestling. It, it's it, Some of it, I just don't think it's going to translate unless Chris Jericho's looking him in the face. Other than that, I don't I don't think some of it's going to translate too well. I mean, Kenny Omega's a big star. Cody Rhodes has certainly elevated himself through his work and all his social media. They have big enough names. But if you're a regular person flipping through the channels, they could have three of their biggest stars in the ring at the same time. And if one of them isn't Chris Jericho, they might go, well, I don't know who any of these guys are. And I think that's, you know, and, and then on SmackDown's premiere, they might have John Cena open. And you go, oh, well, I know him. And you don't have to be a wrestling fan to know that guy. So that, that's my prediction for October 4th SmackDown. That's my, yeah. I think Cena shows up. He's not going to wrestle anybody, but I think he shows up. That would be great. That would yeah. be either he or The Rock, one of those yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rock would make a lot of sense, actually, given that it's it's kind of his show. That's effectively the story for it. So, yeah, that would make sense. I agree. Yeah, I, I think either or, but I can see them pulling The Rock in there for that because yeah. it was named after him. Mm-hmm. So I could see them pulling, and that would definitely boost the rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk next week. Have a go. All right, Keith. That was Reverend Keith giving his opinions on what's going on with TV deals. So, so let me, let me, let me give a little lesson here about why I think wrestling is in the best position it could ever be in. And I'm going to go back in time a little bit for this. In 2007, that went until about 08. It was the last recorded incident of the Writers Guild of America going on strike, and I think some of us remembered that. When all the TV and movie writers, mostly TV, they went on strike and they weren't writing anything. So what did TV networks have to do? They had to go to reality television and it started a gigantic spike in how many reality TV shows were on and in reality TV popularity because there just wasn't, that was what they had. And I think the reason it continued for so long, even to this day, is because it's cheap it's cheap. What's, what's cheaper? An episode of Ms. and Mrs. or an episode of Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, you got to hire graphics people. You got to find a castle in Northern Ireland. You got to get all your actors out there. You got costumes. You have, you have to make sure the weather's right. You have to travel. It costs an absolute ton of money. What do you have to do for an episode of Ms. and Mrs.? You send a USA camera crew to Ms. and Maurice's house for six weeks and shoot what they do. So of course you're going to go to reality. If you got to put on a ton of original programming, of course you're going to go to reality TV. Of course you are. It's cheap. It makes sense. However, I think the American public is, is going back to regular TV. Because what happened in 2008 on AMC, Breaking Bad debuted. 
Now, I've seen the show. I, I watched it years after it came out, but I've seen a decent amount of the show. There were very few people in my circle I could talk to who did not watch this show regularly, if not religiously. That was 2008. In 2010, The Walking Dead premiered on the same network as Breaking Bad. So now weekly fictional episodic was being dominated by one channel in particular, but the numbers on those shows were so ridiculous. And then the next year in 2011, Game of Thrones came into the picture. Granted, it was HBO. You had to pay for it. But HBO subscriptions went up because of one show. Now, you get everything they do, but it was because of one show. It was one of the most watched programs, period, which it wasn't a fictional weekly episodic. It was a fantasy weekly episodic. And then in 2013, Netflix debuted House of Cards, their first original programming, because Netflix started streaming in 2007, but their first original programming was in 2013. And what is House of Cards? A fictional weekly episodic. And then in 2014, WWE Network launched itself. They had to jump in on it. The whole company's value plummeted by about 60% on the day they launched it, and they made it all back and more because it was a brilliant move at the time. Still think it is. And now what happens in 2019? We have Monday Night Raw on USA Network every Monday night. On Wednesday nights, we're going to have NXT on USA and AEW on TNT. On Friday nights, we're going to have SmackDown live on Fox, not FS1, on Fox Network Television. Impact Wrestling got bought by Anthem Sports, and Anthem owns Axis TV. So Impact is probably going to be on Axis. There are rumors that Ring of Honor, who already has a syndicated TV deal with Sinclair, they might be bought by Impact Wrestling. And they're going to end up on Axis. New Japan already has a syndicated TV deal on Axis. Major League Wrestling has a deal on BN Sports on Friday nights. That's how much wrestling is going to be on TV starting October 2nd. Think about that. And why am I telling you all of this before? Because to me, this is the American public going back to fantasy slash fictional entertainment because they're tired of reality TV. People don't want to turn on their TV and watch things that happen to them. Relatability is not as important anymore. They want an escape. They want something that's not real so they can get away from what's going on day to day. They don't want to watch someone who did what they did today and go, I feel you. No, no. Give me some dragons and two armies tearing each other apart. Give me a guy in the creepiest mask ever going after the perfect superhero on a weekly basis. That's Seth Rollins in The Fiend, just to fully clarify. I just, I think it's clear at this point. The turn has begun. And the fact that all these wrestling promotions have TV deals, whether it's, K, whether it's advanced cable, as I call it, like a BN Sports Network, or basic cable, or in SmackDown's case, network television. Think about that. Network television. If you buy a TV and plug it into the wall, right, 
Now, you ain't got cable. You ain't got stream. Nah. Guess what you can get? You can get Fox. <laughs> you can get that. So I, I think the, the transition has already started and it's going to continue. Fantasy and fiction is coming back because people don't want to. No, they won't watch reality TV anymore. No. So what does that mean? You're going to see from all these networks across the board, wrestling or not, you're going to see them invest more money in less product and it'll be about quality instead of quantity again. And WWE is going to come out strong from all of this because they'll have raw on Mondays on Tuesday. They'll have one of their reality shows, whether it's Miz and Mrs. or total divas on Wednesday, they'll have NXT on Thursday. They might think of something who knows. Apparently a trademark has been filed for a show called the bump, which is kind of like ESPN's the jump, but it's about wrestling. They might put that somewhere on a Thursday night, SmackDowns on Friday, pay-per-views every fourth Sunday. Just, it's going to be everywhere. You go to Fox, you go mainstream. That's officially 100% mainstream. Now, WWE has been mainstream for a long time, but not like this. This is a different level. It's a half a billion dollar television deal. There's no way they're going to skimp on this, especially night one. And we're all excited for the draft. Man. Remember to check out Pro and Belts for me. Use our promo code TBT15OFF to get 15% off your next purchase at Pro Am Belts. They did a custom belt for us, our network, 10 pounds of gold style. It looks incredible. Again, that is TBT15OFF. Also, check out Manscaped.com. Manscaped's got a bunch of great, it is male grooming for below the belt. That's what it's meant for. They sent me a box of stuff when we got the sponsorship. It's all fantastic. That's as detailed as I can get. But go check out Manscaped. They're nice enough to help our network out. When I come back, I'm going to preview and pick Death Before Dishonor, which is Ring of Honor's pay-per-view this upcoming Friday. I'll look into Monday Night Raw a little bit, and then I'll talk about the things that Kenny Omega said. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Hey, Birdland. Orioles fans are taking advantage of all the benefits that come with an Orioles Birdland membership. Diamond members Tony and Ruth Mearswicky from Bell Camp use their Birdland rewards to attend a meet and greet with GM Mike Elias. Bob and Lorraine Reed from Ellicott City surprised their granddaughter with a visit from the Oriole Bird. And Orange Level members Sean and Laura Delaney from Federal Hill entered a raffle and won two seats at a brunch with Brooks Robinson. Get the inside scoop on 2020 Birdland memberships at Orioles.com slash membership. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people People that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy, don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. 
Baltimore's only radio station that covers national sports 24-7, 365 days a year. Baltimore CBS Sports Radio 1300. This is Top of the Room. Every Monday night from 6 to 7 on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, give it up for the enforcer, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome back. So we've talked about how the face of TV will more than likely be changed by professional wrestling. We've talked about how NXT did awesome their first night. We had Fowl from Birmingham in the UK on to talk about British wrestling. Now, I'm going to talk about Ring of Honor with Death Before Dishonor, their next pay-per-view, coming up on September 27th. So here's what we got. First on the pre-show, we have Jeff Cobb taking on Brody King from Villain Enterprises. I think Brody King gets the win there. It's a good match. It's a, it's a big guy's match with more athleticism than you'd think. Then Jay Lethal is going to take on Jonathan Gresham again. And I think Gresham goes over because, let's face it, Lethal doesn't really need a win, and you might as well build a new talent, especially with ROH in the rough spot that they are. Then we have an Anything Goes Bar Brawl. All my listeners from Dundalk will know exactly what that's all about. Where we have the bouncers taking on Silas Young and Vinny Marsalia. My pick is Young and Marsalia. I do like the bar brawl concept, though. Then we have the number one contenders tournament on who's going to get a shot at the Ring of Honor Championship. First, we have Marty Skrull taking on Colt Cabana. Sorry, Colt, but Marty's the star. He's going over. And then PCO is going to take on Kenny K I N G King, friend of the show. So I'm picking Kenny King because I always pick Kenny King because Kenny King is a friend of the show. I also think he should have been Ring of Honor champion at least once by now. So I hope he wins. And I'm picking him. Then we have the Women of Honor Championship where the gatekeeper Kelly Klein takes on Angelina Love, a.k.a. the only member of the three brats of Ring of Honor that can actually wrestle. Yeah, I said it. And I think Angelina Love is going to win herself a title. I think Kelly Klein is a great talent. I think she's held that division down very well, but now there's actually somebody who can come back at her, and I think a change is warranted. You can't just have it keep going back and forth between Kelly Klein and Sumi Sakai. You can't just keep doing that. You got to have somebody else in the mix, and I think Angelina's going to pull it off on Friday night. Then we have the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships on the line, where the Briscoes take on Bandito and Haskins from Lifeblood. The Briscoes win because they do. The Briscoes are one of the best tag teams on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. They have been the staple of Ring of Honor outside of Jay Lethal since the company's inception. And I really do feel like they're just going to retain. And Lifeblood's a good gimmick. I like where they're going with it. But no, I I think the Briscoes hang on. Because if the Briscoes are at the top of your tag team division and the New Japan deal is officially dead, so you can't bring in the Gorillas of Destiny anymore, you got to have a serious team like that at the top. Then we have a triple threat match for the Ring of Honor television title. Shane Taylor defends against Hot Sauce Tracy Williams and Flip Gordon. My money is on Flip Gordon because I think Ring of Honor is going to pull a draped in gold with villain enterprises. I think they will. So I think Flip gets himself some gold. Linz will be happy to hear that. 
Then we have the Ring of Honor Championship to main event where Matt Taven takes on Roosh. I believe Taven retains. Why? The money in Taven losing his title is to somebody like a Marty Skrull or a Kenny King or maybe a Jonathan Gresham at some point, a Silas Young, maybe one of the Briscoe brothers goes solo. That is the money match, not quite Roosh. Roosh is an amazing young talent who has a ridiculous future ahead of him, no matter where he wrestles, but it's just too soon. It's too soon. He's very impressive. He's very, he, he's done well for himself, but I just think it's too soon to put, to put the belt on Roosh. So I think Taven retains. Unlike the flip result, Linz will not be happy to hear that I have picked Haven to win. So I think Taven retains because I think they're setting up either Taven versus King or Taven versus Skrull. And that is where Matt Taven will lose his Ring of Honor championship. So real quick again, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor on September 27th. Jeff Cobb and Brody King, I got Brody King. Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham, I got Jonathan Gresham. The Bouncers versus Silas Young and Vinny Marsalia in an Anything Goes Bar Brawl. I've got Young and Marsalia. Marty Skull versus Colt Cabana in the number one contenders tournament. I got Marty. PCO versus Kenny King, also the same tournament. I got Kenny King. Kelly Klein and Angelina Love for the Women of Honor Championship. Angelina is your new champion. Ring of Honor tag titles. Briscoes versus Bandito and Haskins. Briscoes retain. TV title, Shane Taylor defends against Tracy Williams and Flip Gordon. Flip is your new champion. And then Matt Taven defends his Ring of Honor championship against Roosh. I think Taven retains. Despite how incredibly hot Roosh has been recently, I think Taven retains. Now, let's talk about some things that Kenny Omega said. Okay? Kenny Omega, one of the 47 executive vice presidents for one of the 47 executive vice presidents for AEW last week, he made this statement and I'm going to pull a Michael Cole. I'm going to pull a Michael Cole here and I quote, and he was talking about NXT by the way. So Kenny Omega on NXT, you can call it a war if you want. It's like, to me, we're in a complete, a completely different kind of business. What we're doing is different from what they're doing. Let's pretend there were no promotions. Let's just pretend there's one big promotion. If these guys were on the same show as me, they'd be in the dark match. They'd be in the opening of my main event. So the question everyone's asking is, is this in kayfabe? Is he just trying to sell himself in the promotion? Or did he really mean it? Now, that's one of the greatest things about wrestling. We never really know if anybody really means anything. But we don't. We, we can't speculate. Okay? I think Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler were in Vegas or something. And there's video of them almost getting into a fight somewhere. And we have no idea if it's a work or not. We, we don't know. I don't know either. My personal opinion, I think it is a work. But it was pretty convincing to not be a work. With this, Kenny Omega, no, I mean, th- this is just regular AEW. This is this is standard operating procedure for AEW now. And then earlier today, he apologized for NXT, kind of, sort of. He insulted Dominic Dijakovic. He called him a former ROH guy. And then he called him something else that I can't say on this show. And it's it's just, 
I think at first it was a great way to rile up your hardcore fans. And it still is for AEW because there are some AEW hardcore fans, man. It doesn't matter what they do. They can do no wrong. Absolutely nothing. But there is something I do need to jump on here. And a lot of people have mentioned this on Twitter before I said it. So I'm going to give them credit and not me. But when Seth Rollins defended his own company, everyone said, man, Seth needs to shut his mouth. This is terrible. What are you doing? Why are you even saying this? And then Kenny Omega says what I said earlier. And nobody's upset at what he did. At least not really. It's very interesting. Now, granted, it's kind of like sports, okay? If the Patriots put out a, a statement, and then pretty much every other team puts out a statement, it's more likely that people are going to demonize what the Patriots said. Because everybody loves to hate a winner. That's just that's just how it normally goes. And AEW, y'all are not a winner. You haven't even technically entered the game yet. You, you've done a couple pay-per-views. And you've gone up against some WWE programming. But you you haven't even entered, you entered the game on Wednesday. That's when that's when kickoff is on Wednesday, man. That's when it starts. So you're gonna walk into this brand new fresh as a daisy with one guy the regular public has heard of. One versus world wrestling entertainment. I don't think they realize that they're punching above their weight because they are. They're punching above their weight. They are. Their roster cannot hold up. If this is no, because here's the thing. I think Vince and WWE's approach to this is we'll give them a couple shots to soften them up and then we'll wait out the clock and see if they wither out. I think that's the original plan. But if AEW brings out some serious big guns, then WWE will continue to ramp it up. And guess what WWE can do that you can't? Because here's the deal. Everybody's saying they have big money backing, big money backing, big money backing. I know the cons. Yes, it's the family who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that's who's backing AEW. But you can't assume they're going to write them a check for anything they need anytime they need it. You can't assume that. WWE has its own money. They don't have to ask anybody to write them a check. They can just do it if they can afford it. And guess what they can afford? Pretty much everything. There are two things WWE can't afford right now. You know what they are? Kenny Omega and CM Punk. That's it. Other than that, they can't afford it. They can afford whatever they want. AEW, yeah, they got big money backers, sure. But it doesn't mean they're going to write them the check. Even if they give him a really convincing story, hey, if we do this, man, we we get over on WWE this week. Ah, I don't know. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. But look, having said all that, I'm going to walk into October 2nd with optimism. It's the first two-hour episode all on USA of NXT and AEW's debut episode on TNT. I'm going to walk into it with optimism, and I'm going to watch both shows, and I'm going to see how it goes. Because Wes said, I think I'm going to record AEW and watch it later. My Myself, personally, I do have a setup with multiple TVs. So I'm going to watch them at the same time. Now, granted, that's going to be tough. Two, two wrestling events at the same time, that's, that's tough. It's not like football where you can turn your head and you're kind of okay. No, wrestling is a little different. Especially if they decide to run promos at the same time. Then you got two people talking. Oh, no. Who do I want to listen to? Do I want to listen to Roman Reigns or do I want to listen to Cody Rhodes? I'm not sure. 
And I got to be honest, if I got to pick, then I'll mute Cody Rhodes. Sorry. <laughs> I'll mute Cody Rhodes. And it's not because I'm a bigger Roman fan than a Cody fan. It's just my natural instinct is what WWE is putting out is probably going to be better. That's just my natural instinct. That's it. That's it. So I'm very curious how this is all going to go. I am. I'm curious how this is going to go. I have to be honest. But it's going to be a fun week. And then, of course, WWE's pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, is on October 6th. I did not preview it this week because I got another show in between. So I'll preview it next Monday. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty stacked card, man. But you got a lot coming up. New Japan's Fighting Spirit Unleashed is coming up. Also, speaking of New Japan, because I know I got limited time, but I got to end on this. Jushin Thunder Liger took his mask off and everything. And he had this body and he just completely lost his mind against Minoru Suzuki. And uh, it was ridiculous. It was the most tweeted thing on wrestling Twitter. It was incredible. I remember I just looked at my, I just saw 58 million tweets about it. And I, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm saying? And then I just, I, it was incredible what he did. Ridiculous moment, man. So I don't know, but also here's another thing for the whole TV deal. Think about this impact bought by Anthem. Anthem owns Axis. So impact is going to go on Axis. Imagine if impact buys ring of honor, but new Japan has a TV deal with Axis as well, which is now, which is owned by Anthem now. So new Japan and impact potentially ring of honor in the future are all going to be on a station that's owned by the same company. If you don't think there's going to be a partnership there, I think you're missing it. Just imagine. Just imagine the possibilities if Impact bought ROH and then the new Impact teamed up with New Japan. Imagine that possibility. Crazy stuff, man. Uh, it's, it's just this is the greatest time to be a fan because everywhere you look, there is wrestling that you haven't. There's something that you probably haven't seen before. It's it's crazy. Now, Raw this this evening, we are uh, based on the preview that I saw, which is WWE's preview, admittedly. We're going to get a preview of a fatal five-way match, which is going to determine the number one contender for Seth Rollins' universal title, Where and it's going to be next week, not this week, but we'll get a preview of it this week. Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Robert Roode are going to be in it, and I really like that they put Robert Roode in this match. Why? Because he pinned the universal champion, so he deserves to at least be in the mix. I like it. We're going to get a new episode of Firefly Funhouse. Always good news for everybody. Nikki Cross is going to face off against Sasha Banks as the women's tag team championship feud keeps going. And then Gable and Corbin are going to have their King of the Ring finals rematch. I'm assuming because Corbin is mad that Gable destroyed his throne and crown and all of his stuff. (laughs) I think that's the reason why. (laughs) When you destroy a man's King of the Ring crown, revenge will be taken. And I like this feud. I do. I I like the Gable-Corbin feud. I think it's going to go well for both of them. But Raw has a lot of potential. There's a lot more previewed stuff than we're used to. And I think that's a very, very good sign. Because, you know, you, you know th- there's a preview of a preview. Think about that. They said, hey, we're going to preview next week's Fatal 5-Way match tonight. Here's what's interesting about that. Robert Roode got to pin on the champion. Shinsuke Nakamura, Intercontinental Champion. AJ Styles, United States Champion. There are two champions in the match to determine who's the number one contender for another championship. 
that's always fun. All right. Guys, I got to get out of here. This is it for me. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Foul Original. Thank you, Wes and Keith. Still waiting for the match. Talk about the draft party. Everybody, enjoy the wrestling this week. I'm out of here. The preceding was a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. CBS Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ AM Baltimore, WJZ FM HD3, Cajunsville, Baltimore. Your home for Maryland Terrapin Sports and live sports talk around the clock.